All right, good evening, everyone. The time now is 6.09. I'm Kimberly M. Starks, accredited public relations practitioner and principal consultant of the specialist communications firm, Blue Scorpion Reputation Management. And tonight, we have none other than my mother, <laughs> joining us this evening in celebration of Mother's Day, Mommy. Hey. <laughs> How are you? I am doing wonderful. This is so exciting. <laughs> Good. I am glad that you are excited to be here. I'm excited that you are here to talk about you and talk about how you have just raised such wonderful children, including myself. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> yes. So let's just jump right into it. Tell everyone who you are. Tell us about Beverly Starks. Okay. Yes, I'm Beverly Starks, the mother of three beautiful daughters that I'm very proud of. I, um, as a career, I worked for the Postal Service and retired from there. So now I'm enjoying retire retirement, living my life, and I'm just just in being out there into many different things and I'm just happy, happy to be here tonight. This is something new and I'm just very glad that you asked me to be a part of this. Absolutely. Well, everybody, you can see where I get it from, right? She's a natural. <laughs> yes. So, yes, yeah, so, so glad that you're here. So glad to call you my mom. So let's let's talk about some of the the things that you noticed about me when I was a little girl and how you were able to steer those interests into what I've become and what your your other two daughters, my sisters, Catherine and Kelly have become because all three of us are are very successful. So I remember when I was little, I would write on your walls. You had white walls. And I, I, oh, I would not play with Barbie dolls. I loved your walls. Talk about that. Okay. Well, one of the things that I look for in all three of you, I, I wanted to know what, what, is, what is their gift? What do I see them being interested in? And of course, with you, it was writing, and you you love words, you love to write, and it, it started, like you said, at home, writing on the walls, <laughs> and then going to school, and you excelled in writing in school, and I remember in the sixth grade, you were at the graduation ceremony, which I did not know, they didn't tell me, before the ceremony, that you were nominated for George, Georgia's Next Best Author. I remember that, and I need to circle back on that. Like, where do I find the certificate or, you know, the, the designated uh, authority who gave that, that distinction? That was pretty cool to be a teenager and for that to happen. Yes, I know it was printed in the program. Now, as far as a certificate, I, I don't think we ever got one okay. that actually said that. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Well, yes, the, the writing was a love that started at a very young age. And I believe I picked that up from you because you are quite the writer yourself. Well, yeah, I love writing poems. It's just you know, not, nothing that I ever had any formal training in. It, it's just a gift from God that I'm able, and I like to write poems that rhyme. That's my specialty. Yes. And I, I also can take information about a person and make a poem. Yes. You, you have a gift of writing where you could write a Hallmark card. You could even be a writer for Tyler Perry. So... <laughs> I have thought about that. Yes. You, you do have a, a strong writing ability, and I know that I got that talent from you. And you know what else I got from you? 
asking questions. I ask a lot of questions, and so does my mom. <laughs> How else can you find out information? Right. You have to ask. Right. <laughs> so, yes, you do. Now, I remember uh, early on, going back to when I was writing on the walls, one of the, the – you you wanted to – steer me away from writing on the walls and I had to write you know um that was a popular thing at one point when parents would make you write over and over again and I thought that was the best punishment because I got to fill a sheet of paper up with words it it didn't work didn't work Yes. Now I'll I'll share another story with you that I don't know if you will remember or not, but it stuck with me because I have such an affinity for cars. And I'm sure you know that too, that I, I absolutely love cars. And it was when I was in the first grade and there were these fundraisers where, you know, if you sell uh, chocolates, you'll You'll get a poster or you'll get some type of trinket from school. World's finest. Yes, that's right. That's exactly what it was. World's finest with the the peanuts or the almonds covered in chocolate. It was good chocolate. Yes. 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 (laughs) It's still around. Right. Oh, it's still around. Okay. Well, send a kid my way that's selling world's finest chocolate so I can get a, a chocolate bar. I haven't seen one of those in forever. But I remember being in the first grade and one of the prizes, if you sold X number of chocolate bars, you could get a Lamborghini poster. Do you remember that? No, I don't remember that exactly, but I'm sure you got it, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, not only did I get it, it was something about that poster that really sparked my love for cars I was like I'm gonna get that car and that's when I realized in the first grade that I could be laser focused with certain things and I I think that you saw that too because I kept talking about the Lamborghini and I don't want to age myself okay but you pulled out the yellow pages and said, well, if you want that Lamborghini so bad, you, we need to find out how much that Lamborghini costs. <laughs> <laughs> and you handed the yellow pages to me and said, call, call them up so that you can find out how much that, that Lamborghini costs. And I remember standing on a chair in the kitchen with the the landline phone. Now I'm dating myself. <laughs> Standing in the kitchen the with the la- right with the rotary phone, and I'm looking, and I'm you know ter- turning the dial, and someone actually answered the phone, and they entertained my questions with my little old six year old voice. <laughs> but I found there to be a lesson in that and Mm. I remember that moment and I will never forget that moment so let's talk about it because we never talked about that and that's been so central to my intense focus because I still want that Lamborghini I still want the Lambo okay well you're on your way to getting (laughs) it hey I'm on my way to getting the Lambo mom said it first (laughs) let's go back because when you were older I think at 12 years old, you said, Mom, I want to learn to ride the bus. So that's where where we started. And I said, okay, anything that you said you wanted to do, within reason, I decided I would support it. So, okay, you want to learn to ride the bus. We're going to teach you to ride the bus. And, And it went from there. Yeah. So when you decided that you wanted to drive a car, Okay, <laughs> you can learn to drive a car. Mm-hmm. Now, I I guess I had nerves of steel back then because it's, if everybody, anybody who's been down Martin Luther King, they know it's been, it's only one lane now. Right. Back then, it was two narrow lanes. Mm-hmm. You learned to drive on Martin Luther King in one of those narrow lanes. Oh, and, and not just in any car. So you have to explain what type of car? 
in a 1984 Buick Park Avenue. Oh, that was my favorite car. Yes. It's big. Yes. Like a, a boat. Big, yes. <laughs> a big, long car. Yes. With your, two, with your sister at the time, <laughs> Catherine, in the back seat who was terrified. <laughs> Shout out to my sister, Catherine. <laughs> I didn't mean to scare you. I promise I didn't. <laughs> Oh, yes, the memories. I, I do remember that. There weren't many times or any time that I can recall that you said, you know what, you're out of you're out of your league. You know, no, I take that back. There is one time. Remember when I was seven years old and I had like this burning sensation to become a singer. Do um, you remember? <laughs> I remember. Talk about that. Yeah, well, actually, you don't have a bad singing voice. Okay, and you you th you wanted to join a group and sing. Yes, but I knew that the writing would take you further professionally than than being a singer. Yeah. So that's why I pushed you towards the writing more. Okay, okay, yeah, and yeah, and yes, you you are right about that. I, a much better writer than than I was a singer. I tried. <laughs> I definitely tried. Yes. So share with us, given these these stories, these moments that I remember where you always were in support of my dreams, my passions. You were there at the plays at North Atlanta where I went to high school and you were just you were just there and you were always supportive. So for those parents who are bringing up kids that want to video game or do things that may be unorthodox but could bring in a lot of money, what would you say to them? What tips would you provide? Well, first of all, it's a decision. It's a decision to be the best parent that you can be. And that it's a decision that I made that I would do everything within my power to try to help you and your sisters be ex as successful as you are. And I would say you cannot bring up successful children without introducing them to God. So you have to let them have a spiritual sense. And because the things that I went through at the time when my marriage ended, I needed to know where to turn, who, who would help me. That was God. And I knew that would be a time in my children's lives when they would go through the same thing, that they would need answers. They would need to know where to turn. So I wanted them to know that in any point in life where they were at a crossroads and didn't know what to do, they could turn to God. So that's very important. So I would say, and look for your children's gifts. See what it is they like to do. Watch them, observe them. And they'll let you know what it is that they like. And you can steer them in that direction and help them to develop those skills and talents. Absolutely. You're, you're absolutely right. Those are really good tips. Now, as for, for you, as we get ready to close things out, what brings, what will, what will the next chapter bring for you now that you're in retirement you are equally talented you have a strong sense of writing you are just as inquisitive as i am i and admittedly i've gotten all of those talents from you so what is the next chapter now that you are in retirement and that you can enjoy life well actually that's a, a question that i have asked god to direct me on and look at me i'm here i'm speaking and a podcast, and I would never expect to do that. So it's, it's where he's taking me. I'm, I have some leadership roles in the church, and, I'm, and I'm, my desire is to work with children and to develop my writing, and hopefully I will do something where I can get it in front of the public. That would be wonderful. Well, good. Well, you're hearing it here first that you definitely have support from me because you've supported me all these years through through the start of my career. And you've continued to provide support 
even through adulthood. So I'm, I'm very appreciative of you. So anything that you want to do in retirement, you let me know. We're going to, we're going to make it happen. Sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Traveling is one. Oh, I love to travel. Yes. What do you like about traveling? Seeing different places, different cultures, and uh, meeting people who are different from me and from the people here in the, especially different from the people here in the United States. Okay. Well, that's awesome. That is awesome. Well, I am so appreciative that you came and spent time here with me this evening on the podcast and who knows where this could lead in in a couple of years hey we'll we'll put it out there and and see what happens but all good things right all good things come from the lord all right well thank you so much for being on mom and happy mother's day your birthday is coming up on next week so this was a perfect segue to celebrate you Thank you. Yes, I love you. I love you too. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take a brief pause and at 630, we'll come back. And we have this evening, Zach Farley, who is the co-founder and executive director of Kit Labs. And he's going to talk all about Kit Labs this evening. This will be an exciting discussion. So join us in a few moments and we'll be right back. Right, we are back at the half hour. Again, I'm Kimberly M. Starks, accredited public relations practitioner and principal consultant of the specialist communications firm, Blue Scorpion Reputation Management. We have a special treat. Uh, we have Zach Farley, who is the co-founder and executive director of Kit Labs. Kit Labs is located right here in the heart of Atlanta. And when I tell you Kit Labs is the place to go, if you don't know about it, you're about to hear about it tonight. Zach, thank you for being here. <laughs> thank you, Kimberly. I yes, it. absolutely. So let's get into it. 
I found out about Kit Labs through the Atlanta Black Chambers. Shout out to the Atlanta Black Chambers. There was a tour earlier this year to come and check out Kit Labs. And as soon as I arrived at the place, I was just... I just felt at home. It just felt right. Nice and cozy. Right? Yes, nice and cozy. <laughs> yes. But before we talk about Kit Labs, mm-hmm. let's talk about you and how awesome you are. Because even in the short time that we've known one another, Zach, mm. you have just enriched my life and just blown me away with your knowledge. Mm-hmm. So tell us about Zach. Sure. Um, brief intro to me. So graduated from Kennesaw State University actually got my degree in chemistry um and so a lot of my technical skills is just it's just pure self self-taught um i went on youtube university scrolled through videos built started out with uh, websites then moved to desktop applications and now find myself um in, into software development um so it's been it's been quite a journey um but that that is a a a brief long story short intro as far as like um, where I started from and now where, where I'm at today. And that is so interesting because chemistry and then you decide to teach yourself. Now this, this is twofold. Mm-hmm. How and why did you decide to one, make the switch from studying chemistry to then teaching yourself all of the things that you know now? It's actually a funny story. So it wasn't even a decision of one or the other. I wanted to do both. Okay. Uh, So there's this field in chemistry called computational chemistry. And really, that's a fusion between uh, the chemical science and uh, programming. So I basically wanted to design simulations uh, for scientists. So instead of running through um, beakers, chemicals, and Mm -hmm. wasting their time, I wanted to automate that process and have a simulation software where they can actually run through that. So it wasn't until when I graduated, I realized, okay, in order to do something like that, in order to do that in a job, I needed a PhD, which I was already done with school. I wanted to start, I wanted to uh, get out, get some experience and start doing that. So what I decided to do was, okay, let me just upskill my coding skills and see what happens along the way, see if maybe I end up along that path of being a computational chemist. And then I realized I, I just enjoy creating software. I enjoy solving problems for people, for entrepreneurs, for business owners, for enterprise corporations. Um, and then at that point, I just dove headlong into software development, uh, focused on full stack development and started building out apps and mobile applications for people. That is amazing. But, you know, for you to decide, I'm going to teach myself all of these things. I'm going to have the discipline Mm -hmm. to do that. Not everyone can do that. So share the the background as to to what it takes to become a self-taught expert. It takes a lot of discipline. (laughs) I can imagine. It takes a lot of discipline. It could be just... I'm a quirky person. I don't know a lot of people, um, at least in college. Now now I do. Um, so it was easy for me to just isolate myself and get lost in videos. Um, and a key thing about uh, software developers that everyone should know, a key trait of ours is uh, we enjoy diving into the code. We enjoy actually going in, uh, debugging, troubleshooting, and it's really easy to get lost. Um, I would say during that self-taught learning process, there are a couple stages. So first, you you learn how to do the Hello World application. You build your first website. You deploy it. Um, and then you build on that. You build on top of it. You iterate it. And you hit certain roadblocks. Of course, I'm not able to learn everything. YouTube just gets me to a starting point. However, once I got past that, I, it was just a natural inclination, like, I want to learn more, I want to do more. Mm-hmm. So I sought out people who could answer my questions. And that led me to, um, from my isolation, I went out of my, uh, my hermit hole and uh, went to uh, meetup groups. I started going to, okay, here's this Python meetup group. They started talking about really cool practical applications. Let's do data science, let's do machine learning, AI. I went to uh, React meetups where, okay, I got to learn this very cool top-level framework that a lot of companies need talent in. And from there, it is really easy to get connected to the right people 
who can mentor me and get me to the place I am today. But that in and of itself is a talent as well for you to not only teach yourself, Mm -hmm. but then have the know-how to say, okay, I'm going to take it to the next level and apply this Mm hands-on and I'm going to take it to the next level and meet the movers and shakers who are actually in the field. Mm -hmm. So acknowledging that, I mean, that is, (laughs) that's a part of your awesomeness, Zach. (laughs) I, I try, I try, you know, I just, I do, I do understand what you're saying though. Yeah. It takes a special someone to be in that uncomfortable situation to just accept at face value, okay, I don't know this, I need help. Let me find help and just do it. And it comes natural. So it's like when when you call it out like that, it's like, okay, I guess that is a superpower in a mm-hmm. sense. That's, that's all entrepreneurs in a way. And I didn't realize I had it in me until the fear of it just went away. Like, oh, there's really nothing to be afraid of. Like, no one knows everything. It's okay to seek help. It's okay to go out to these things. Um, and I just naturally found myself keep keep doing that, keep pushing boundaries and just keep it up. And you are surrounded by movers and shakers in the tech industry. Mm-hmm. And you yourself are a huge mover and shaker. So talk about the journey with which, okay, you're learning all of these things and you decide to open a venture like Kit Labs. And as you're talking about it, mm-hmm. tell us what Kit Labs is for those who don't know. Okay. Um, so starting from starting starting from the journey. So okay. I'm learning. I'm teaching myself. Um, I found a partner really to mentor me. Okay. Essentially, I was his intern. <laughs> I worked for free. I'm okay with saying that. And yeah, I did free work. Um, because I use that to kind of build my skills up to the point where I can fly from the nest and actually mm-hmm. secure my first client, lock this down, lock that down. Uh, Kit Labs honestly didn't come into existence until two years after after my um, deep dive into tech. Um, and then at that point, I found myself getting to like an intermediate to medium level of engineer where, okay, I know how applications like Salesforce work. I know how applications like OneTrust work. Um, I'm a pretty solid developer. Like, I can go out, pass an exam. That's cool. That's fine. Kit Labs came into existence because I was pursuing that path. I naturally found myself becoming more and more integrated into the Atlanta Black Tech ecosystem. Um, from that mentor, I actually found my tribe of engineers where, okay, these people are individuals I want to be in their position. They are more successful business owners. They are more They are more solid engineers. I want to be them. So what do you do when you find someone you look up to and you like their skills? You, you, you figure it out. Mm-hmm. What do I need to do to be around you? What do I need to do to bring value to you? And from that, we decided, okay, here's this, here's this young kid on the block. He's... Um, up and coming consultancy all these other black engineers they have consultancies as well and we all share the same passion for uh, the Atlanta black tech ecosystem we want to help engineers we want to grow them further and we realized okay the current space is lacking something what it's lacking is a resource hub that resource hub eventually came into existence to be kit labs um, and this is after tons and tons of conversations, meetings at the Russell Center, trying to understand, okay, what is it that we need? Do we need a entire like landing page where people can um, say, hey, here's, here's the skill I know, here's the gap I'm missing. Here's the skill I know, here's the gap I'm missing. We wanted to fill in the gaps of what we don't know. I know blockchain. Someone else knows um, better Python IoT development than me. Someone else knows augmented reality. Uh, eventually, my circle were filled with people that filled in those gaps that I don't know. And that is where that resource hub came into existence. It is a collaborative unit of multiple different black tech entrepreneurs where we want the community to know that we're here to support them. We're here to help them become a better engineer. And what I love about Atlanta and your story is that 
just like the black tech hub, there are so many professional communities that are black and it is so (laughs) exciting. So to know that there is a black tech hub of successful entrepreneurs who are coming together, sharing resources that everyone can be better for it is amazing. Now you mentioned the Russell center and I think I consider the Russell Center to be like the Mecca, if you will. That's where everybody (laughs) goes for everything, networking and resource sharing. So at the point when you made the discovery, okay, this is what everyone needs. Why did you decide to open a separate location rather than stay at the Russell Center? For the simple reason why there are new products popping up every single day. Okay. There are riches and niches. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just be straight transparent. Yeah. There are riches in niches. Um, what the Russell Center, the Russell Center has great resources. Mm-hmm. However, we want to be choosy. We want to help out specifically technologists. Okay. And the resources we need, the Russell Center, unfortunately didn't have at that time so we found ourselves saying okay hey i want to play with augmented reality goggles uh what am i going to do go knock on the door of the ceo and say hey can you guys add some ar vr goggles what do i do if i want to use 3d printers what do i do when i want to connect to a um a blockchain node there are tons of techie things essentially like nerd out stuff that we wanted that realistically in this other person's roadmap it wasn't on on the way because they're serving this this general audience Mm -hmm. and that's where we decided okay we need a physical space to gather so we can collaborate so we can grow so we can really have all of our cool nerdy whether it be iot whether it be robots whether it be um, mechanical bikes we want people that are building to be in the same space because what happens when multiple people are solving different problems there's this great synergistic effect and when you think about it <clears throat> you can't solve a big problem with just one type of technology Facebook may be a website but Facebook is a combination of AI machine learning mm-hmm. um, full stack development and tons and tons more. And now they're moving into the AR VR space. Whether we like to admit it or not, they are solving multiple different problems that people like. And we think that, okay, Kit Labs, if this is a resource hub, then the engineers that come out of our space that are able to go through all these resources, really figure out, hey, this is where I wanna focus my problem solving on, we'll be able to tackle tons and tons of more problems. And on top of being able to help those existing entrepreneurs, you all also are on track to teach the next generation. Talk about that. Oh, you are totally right. Yeah. Um, so we've been around for at least a year, some change now, and we've done tons of different, um, tons of different events targeted towards youth, targeted towards adults. We really help people discover where their technical talents lie. Uh, some of the programming that we've done, we've helped kids really do uh, mobile design game design Um, we help teach them robotics we're essentially introducing this cutting-edge technology at such an early age where once they find what they love and they dive into it five ten maybe even 20 years down the road they'll be the next Mark Zuckerberg because they have that industry experience and they really know how to take this this to the next level as well and it's it's something that is um it's nice to see. It's nice to look at. Um, I know also in the future, we will be doing more summer camps. We'll be doing more of these um, STEM meta classes in a sense where we're combining the augmented reality. We're combining, we're taking these Oculus quests, we're enhancing the engagement, and we're taking it to schools and saying, hey, you can engage your classroom with multiple different learning topics and teach your fifth grader, your sixth grader, IOT development and when they get to college when they get to high school they know in their bones that they're going to be a robotics designer because they went to the summer camp 
they learn that they found a love for this they found a passion for this and they know where they need to go if they want to take their learning to the next level absolutely now there's there's a segment that we always have called story time and this is (laughs) this is an opportunity to share so that people can visualize success stories that have come out of kit labs and i think from you talking about all the things that you are teaching the youth what they can aspire to become share with us a success story that you've already realized since getting started with mentoring kids a good success story i would say uh there's this kid named jason uh he came to our very first summer camp you know um him 30 other kids they were in our space and he was in some of the other courses maybe he wasn't as engaged however when it came to the robotics day he was all in he was all in he dove in and his parents noticed they was like wow we've never seen jason this engaged before he lit up lit up and literally he was creating robots that was more advanced compared to the curriculum like really? we were creating like little wallies just just to give a conceptualization yeah. we were creating like wally robots where we were giving them the tools we were showing them hey here's how you put it together here's how you assemble it here's the motor things like that and what it did was it was essentially a uh, car where you, you wind it up and they're able to move forward okay. he built essentially the optimus prime compared to the rest <laughs> of the wallies <laughs> so he had an entire really intricately designed robot that popped out wings it didn't fly it didn't fly it just popped just out not yet wings. <laughs> not, maybe you know maybe um, <laughs> um but it popped out wings and when we looked at his notes for it, we was like, wow, you went and did all this research yourself. And Whoa. since that summer camp, yeah. his his parents have been asking us, when is the next one? We need to feed him more. Because okay. at that age, they are just ripe and prime. And if mm-hmm. you don't feed them then, they're not gonna know how to feed their thirst for knowledge. They're gonna be stuck to say, okay, we're going to a standard institution and maybe they don't have a really fleshed out STEM curriculum. Mm-hmm. Where else are they gonna go? Where else are they gonna go to be able to touch actually 3D modeling? Because that's the next step for him. You know, he already has the robotics design down. Now he needs to design his own robot. Now he needs to 3D print those models, put it together wow. and actually start creating things they're waiting for our next camp (laughs) i'm I'm sure i think i'm waiting for your next camp (laughs) we're all waiting for the next camp you know pending june but we are all waiting for that next camp that is exciting so tell us and we didn't talk about the exact location we only mentioned that it's in the heart of atlanta Mm -hmm. so share with us exactly where kit labs is located yes kit labs is located if you're leaving from north side the address is 640 north avenue northwest atlanta georgia 30138 and that is down the street from the mercedes-benz stadium off of Northside drive and right across the street from another co-working space the gathering spot off of north avenue as well um, it is a private private commercial space um gated and 24 24 7 access as well that is wonderful so let's let's take it back a bit um kit labs talk about the name and how that name came to be (laughs) the name the name actually is a um acronym it stands for yeah a lot of people don't know know that that. we uh we probably should market it more (laughs) but it really stands for um knowledge information technology tools did not know mind blown (laughs) because we want to provide people with the knowledge and information as well as the technology and tools. That way they can execute on what their vision, what their passion is as well. Okay. Um, that is where the acronym came from. And the name itself, it's funny because one of our previous uh, co-founders who unfortunately has passed, mm-hmm. um, he had a business partner whose name was Kit, K-I-T. Okay. And we were playing around with some words, names, and we was like, wait a second, hold on. Kit, we wanna make sure we have labs in it because 
you know, how are you going to be an engineering focused co-working space and not be called a lab? Right. We, want pe- we want people to say, hey, I'm going into the lab today to, to do whatever, to do some soldering, to create a device or anything like that. But really the name came from um, his, uh, his partner. Okay. And, um, and he, he, again, partner of one of our co-founders, mm-hmm. we were all together at the Rice Center saying, okay, we've already decided we know we wanted physical space. The next start was having the name. Okay. And really, it kind of came to him. It was like, oh, let's call it just Kit Labs. And then someone was like, okay, it can't just be K-I-T-L-A-B-S. We want it to stand for something. We want it to represent something. And we just tacked on another T. <laughs> I see. Like, All right, and it's going to stand for knowledge, information, technology, and tools. And it just it clicked from there. But that's exactly what Kit Labs is. Mm-hmm. And... It's all about the energy, right? Synergy, when I yeah. the yes, energy and synergy. As soon as I <laughs> My walked <favorite> in, words. <laughs> as soon as I walked in, I'm I you know I'm like, hey, who are you? And you're telling me, and we're I'm asking, and you're providing knowledge, and I mean, I just fell in love from there. The space is amazing. You are amazing. So share with people if they are interested in getting into technology, they may not have an advanced mm-hmm. uh, knowledge base, but if they're thinking about getting into AR, VR, you know, the metaverse is really hot right now. Oh, yeah. Share with us some ways and tips to dive in deeper. Most definitely. First thing I would recommend, become a member. (laughs) Um, We do operate as a membership club, so you can join, sign up. You'll have the card, 24 hours access, because the first step is immersion. You gotta get yourself involved in the community. You gotta understand what is in, what you have, you gotta understand what it's like to be around people who are moving towards their specific goal, their specific purpose. Um, It helps being in a space where they're constantly builders as well. So if someone is looking to really get into augmented reality, then what do they do? They come into the space, they check out some goggles, um, and then they start learning through our augmented reality curriculum. Uh, from that is basically a general introduction, like, hey, here is the first step to be an AR, VR developer. Let's figure out how to turn this Oculus into developer mode. Uh, let's figure out how to actually create a 3D model of an object, whether it be a square, whether it be a house, whether it be a plane, um, and really kind of take that further as well. Uh, I want to say that, okay, some of our other things that we have going on too, we want to provide that practical experience. So we want to be able to show people, okay, here is that learning pathway you need to take if you want to eventually be that VR developer. And that includes events, and that's essentially, um, I don't want to say conference talks, but fireside chats where we take someone who is more senior and take that junior person who just joined to say, hey, you come to this event and you're going to know what steps this person took to become this expert, this, this VR developer at Unity or this AR developer at Meta. And you're going to see, okay, this is what I need to do. Let me write this down and take the steps that they took to go forward that is great that doesn't happen very often where someone who is a junior or wanting to get in the industry has an opportunity to hear firsthand from someone who is already in the industry are there any events related to networking learning immersing coming up in in the summer aside from the summer camps most definitely uh we actually have an event coming up next wednesday it's going to be May 18th, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m., um, and we're hosting AWS Summit. So AWS is having a startup summit. So if you're interested in connecting with AWS, if you're interested in connecting to any of these big corporations, these events are a must. This is basically a networking event. You come, there's food, there's drinks, there's music, and there's going to be representatives from AWS that's going to be hosting as well. So I would say definitely, if someone is interested in getting into tech, they're trying to figure out where do I lie, um, the first step is coming in and talking to some of the other attendees, kind of figuring out, hey, you have a startup, how did you get into tech? Or you're, you're a CTO, how did you get into tech? 
really we we're working on breaking down the barriers because a big problem is finding your first job finding mm -hmm. that first entry into it everyone wants a senior not everyone is a senior right especially when they start out so we we're hoping we can break down those barriers by partnering with Microsoft partnering with AWS and saying hey come in meet some of our members meet some of our other audiences and let's have start that conversation of getting them into that first technical role that's so needed so needed so that is great that kit labs is is doing that share with us what do you think is going to happen three to five years out what what will the landscape look like the landscape is going to be very fierce and very vicious okay <laughs> um, it's already hard enough to get your first job into tech however right now what we're seeing is um, a lopsided uh, resource skew um, essentially there are boot camps like general assembly flat iron uh, that are that mm -hmm. are popping up that's teaching the same skill set now everyone knows this one similar skill set companies go where the talent is if all the talent is aggregated here innovation is eventually going to stagnate what happens when we need a okay we're done with apps we're done with websites we need a new innovation we need an innovation into in industrial iot development okay. we need to tackle other industries like farming we need to tackle other yes. industries like um our like the uh the airfare service as well these industries are just dying for innovation and the problem is is that people aren't thinking about it because the resources are over here mm -hmm. oh I could build a website I can create API's okay that's cool for solving these problems for consumers however bi other businesses have problems that need to be solved this farmer needs to be able to predict okay where when are my crops going to die when should I harvest them there's tons of data that they can that they can siphon and feed if there's if they have the sensors there and ready available but they don't have the sensors because no one's building them because no one wants to solve their problem. It's not because they don't they don't want to solve the problem. It's just, hey, we can't find the engineers on hand to tackle this. We know how to theoretically tackle it, but we need someone competent enough to actually build this solution and solve this. And really what I don't I don't want to happen is I don't want Atlanta to be behind on the cusp. I don't want Atlanta to be a full stack hub. If we're gonna be the next black tech mecca, the next Silicon Valley, we really need to stand up multiple different centers where we're able to upskill people in these different fields. That way, the thriving uh, unicorn entrepreneurs mm -hmm. that are here, they can go to each of these places, pluck the talented engineers, and actually go to work in tackling the problems. You're absolutely right. What I loved about what you just said is exactly one of the things that we do at Blue Scorpion is being a connector from farming to those engineers and technologists to help make that all flow together. Yeah. So I, I appreciate the fact that you you said that yes absolutely people don't think about it right? yeah people don't think about yeah, it but it, it is necessary mm -hmm. yes and and we are in in Atlanta headed toward being the Silicon Valley we are yes and we don't and innovation will stagnate if we don't have the talent right and we have the pillars for supporting the entrepreneurs we have the funding pillars there's collab capital we have the rice Russell Center where mm -hmm. if you want to get stood up as an entrepreneur you go there but where are they gonna go when they have the funding and they have the, the, the MBA, they have the ability to access these resources, but they don't have the talent to pool and actually create these innovative products. Where are they gonna go? Go to Silicon and eventually stay there? Because that's where the talent is. They're not gonna go anywhere. But if Atlanta wants to be self-sufficient, we need to have the engineers catch up. We need to have them upskilled. And you definitely are feeling that need. So big props to you there. Now, you. on social media, website, how can people find you so that they can begin to engage with Kit Labs? Um, Kit Labs is currently active on uh, only two different social media networks. Okay. Uh, we have Instagram. You can follow us at Kit Labs. That's K-I-T-T-L-A-B-S. Um, and you can follow us on LinkedIn. Uh, we do have a LinkedIn page 
on uh, yeah we do have a, a LinkedIn page however uh, you can follow me myself because I'll either I'll constantly be posting about events from kit labs or I'll be posting about uh, an upcoming event or a sponsor or like hey we got this cool little tech that's installed come experience it um, so you can follow me and that's again Zachary Farley wonderful well Zach let me tell you you are on the groundbreaking level of something that's really big and we celebrate you we're so excited for what's to come out of kit labs and what you provide is so necessary for our community and beyond so thank you so much for being here this evening and sharing with us all about kit labs and please feel free to use our platform anytime you have new information to share we'd love to be able to amplify that to to everyone most definitely yes most definitely so thank you and to our audience thank you for tuning in this evening if you'd like to learn more about blue scorpion reputation management please visit us online at bluescorpionrm.com that does it for next week we're celebrating my mommy's birthday as she mentioned earlier so we may have an alternate stay tuned just wanted to give everyone a heads up but that does it for tonight. Thank you so much, and you all have a good night. Have a good night, everyone.